Back with another episode of Two Minute Tr- Drill. I'm your host today, Brian. I'm joined by Nick, Dom, and John. How's everything going, guys? Pretty good. 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 Ready to rock and roll. Pretty solid. All right. Well, we just finished up our three weeks of, well, technically four weeks of preseason, and we are ready for the regular season to get started. We'll jump right in, and I want to hear what was your guys' MVP for the preseason game. We'll go ahead and let uh, Nick start us off on um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Malik Willis. I think that he, I don't think he was like, I don't think he like set the world on fire or set any records or anything. But I think just seeing him play, it kind of tampered a lot of my um, worries about him. I know like going into the season and everybody, you know, talking about how you know good of a quarterback he was or the upside that he had and everything. I was just kind of hesitant on it, but I think that he performed a lot better than I thought he would, and I'm really interested to kind of see his development. Um, throughout the season and then going into next season and you know I think that if he's able to develop and continue doing what he's doing and and continue showing us what you know the flashes that he showed us in the preseason I think that he could be the future of you know future quarterback for the Titans once they're kind of moved on from Ryan Tannehill. I agree I mean he's been looking really good I know they got him kind of more of as a developmental quarterback but he looks more ready to play right now than I thought he would. Uh, Who do you got so I have two, could be three. Um, I got Tyler Huntley, quarterback for the Ravens. Um, his preseason stats, 31 of 36 for 263 yards and two touchdowns. It's pretty damn efficient, especially for a mobile quarterback like uh, Huntley. Yeah, he's not a bad backup to have for Lamar Jackson. Uh, we saw him come in last year, played pretty well uh, when Lamar was injured. If he gets injured again, I wouldn't expect to see too much of a drop-off. And then my other one, they got commanders running back, Brian Robinson. We know what happened with him recently. You know, hopefully he's going to be back, but he played well enough in the preseason to take the starting job away from Antonio Gibson because he was named the starting running back hours before uh, his, I guess, armed robbery incident. So that's pretty impressive for a guy that he was projected to be towards the bottom of the depth chart, but splitting carries with Gibson, McKissick, and then it was going to be him as the, as the third back. And he outperformed everyone and took the starting job. So I think he's got a bright future ahead of him, and I'm wishing him a full and speedy recovery. That's very important. Uh, hopefully he keeps it up during the regulars. Uh, who's your MVP, John? I'm going to go with Ernest Johnson from the Cleveland Browns. I think if they end up parting ways with Kareem Hunt, I can easily see him filling that role. Every time the guy plays, he, he plays well. I think, the other, I think he'd be a starting running back on a lot of teams if he didn't have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in front of him. But like I said, like I, um, let's say Kareem Hunt parts ways and we trade him or release him, however that works out. I I could see him very much being the backup to Nick Chubb. And I could think he would fill that role very well. Yeah. I mean, I love Uranus. I know he had his breakout kind of season last year. So really hope to see some more of them. I'm going to go back with another QB. I got Kenny Pickett. I mean, you know, as a rookie quarterback, he really done a lot during preseason. I mean, over the course of the three weeks, he completed 29 for 36 passes. He had uh, 261 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, just really good stats. And to be honest, if I was uh, Trubisky, I got to be on my game to keep that starting spot biz. I know Steelers country wants to, you know, have picket play and start for Let's also not forget how good uh, Trubisky also played. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like he's, I've, I, both of those quarterbacks have like thrived in this system throughout the preseason. I know it's the preseason; it's not the regular season. We got to get into it, 
But like the both of those guys have like I think outperformed where I thought they would be at this point, especially as a Steelers fan and, and a football fan in general. Because I definitely thought that Kenny Pickett would be a guy that would need maybe half a season before you could start him, but he kind of seems like a guy that could start right away. Um, and then I just didn't really believe much in Mitchell Trubisky, but if he can continue doing what he's doing, like Dom said, he's kind of, I think Mitchell Trubisky has been one of those guys that has outperformed what we thought he was. And if he could stay on form, that's a Steelers team with that defense. And then Najee Harris, that might be a little bit better than what people think they are. And I really want Trubisky performance i do think he got scored by the bears when he oh, was yeah. i mean let's not forget that he did lead the bears to the playoffs yeah and you and, you, know, you put he, no, you're, i think he made the best out of the hand that he was dealt and he was dealt to a pretty shitty situation yeah and when you when you're a head coach and you don't you don't put people around your quarterback or design an offense around your quarterback that's going to best suit them and you just kind of try to make them be somebody who they're not, they're not going to be successful. And I think that Mike Tomlin is a very good like game manager and a very good manager of a football organization when it comes to, you know, coordinators and putting people in those positions. And I think that like, he's definitely, you know, helped put people in the position to help Mitchell just be successful, which is only going to help that team be successful. And to be honest with, you know, how, how strong the AFC North is. I think the Steelers are going to be Kasky good just because the big question mark was the quarterback play and they both have proved they are capable. Yeah. So, and it's definitely like, I, I definitely think like with, you know, Deshaun Watson being out for 11 games, I think that that helps them out a little bit because I don't think that the quarterback position for the Browns is really going to be that successful through that 11 games. And we've seen the injury history when it comes to the Ravens. I hope it doesn't happen again because I love guys like J.K. Dobbins, you know, and, and that sucks and your whole team gets decimated. But if that happens again, you know, this is a team that could find themselves in that second spot behind the Bengals again by the end of the season just just by happenstance because of injury and then obviously with the whole Deshaun Watson stuff. If uh, any Ravens fans are listening, blame Nick Jinx you. The injury bug coming. All right, we're going to move on to our next topic, which is uh, I just want to get your guys' uh, top five power ranking before the season starts. Who do you think is just really top-tier teams? We'll let Dom start us off on this one. All right, so I feel like this topic we're going to have you know pretty much the same teams. Um, so number one, I got the Rams. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. Until they're knocked off, how do you not have them at the top of the power rankings? Below them, I got the Bills. I think – they're going to be the team out of the AFC this year. They're loaded. Josh Allen is proven to be one of, if not the best quarterback in football. Great defense. The only thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is that running game, but you know we'll see if they can figure it out. But they definitely have the talent to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, right behind them, I got the Bengals, current uh, defending AFC champions. They got Joe Burrow. They got the best wide receiving core in football. They upgraded that offensive line, and that defense is still going to be pretty good. Until proven otherwise, I don't see why this team couldn't contend to be back in the Super Bowl again. Um, as long as Joe Burrow stays healthy, I think they'll be fine. Behind them, I got the Chiefs. I'm expecting a little bit of a drop-off. I, I know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but you take away Tyreek Hill from that offense. You know They already kind of took a little bit of a step back beginning of last season. Who knows what that offense is going to be like. I, I don't know how much of a Tyreek Hill replacement Sky Moore is going to be, but he's a rookie. We don't know what he's going to be like. So I don't know what we're getting from the Chiefs. I'm really only putting them at four because Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelly. Um, at five, I have a tie behind – I have a tie with the Chargers and Broncos. I think these are, again, two of the best teams in the AFC. I think any of the AFC teams that I listed could realistically have a shot at representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. 
I think the Chargers with Justin Herbert and that loaded offense that they have, they invested a lot in the defense in the offseason. That's going to be a team to beat. They're going to be a very fun team to watch. Um, and then the Broncos, you know, they've been a team the last couple of years where I've said that they've had an, an elite defense and they have good weapons around the quarterback, but they just don't have a quarterback. Well, they have a quarterback now, and they have a very good one at that. So I think they found the the missing piece that they needed, and who knows? I, I would not be surprised at all if the Broncos make it to the – All right, who's your best of the best, John? I got to go with the Rams again. Um, they lost um, Von Miller, but they replaced it with another all-pro all linebacker and Bobby Wagner. They still have the quarterback. I think I think uh, Matthew Stafford is an elite quarterback. I think he's underrated, though. Uh, I think he needs more credit. Uh, the Bills probably be second for me. And third, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think um, uh, Mac Jones is going to have – a breakout season. He won. He was a runner-up to rookie of the year last season. I think he's only going to get better. Number four. I think if uh, hopefully I don't, I don't hope they're healthy because they're my rival. Sorry, Ravens fans. But I think if the Ravens could be healthy, I can think they can compete for that number four spot. And Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to be my number five because as long as you have Tom Brady, you have a chance. And I, they were like like a field goal away from making the NFC Championship. They they also had some injury problems, but the fact that uh, they have Tom Brady on their team, and if let's say they're healthier, I could see them competing for my number five spot. I like I've seen a lot of variation with teams. Uh, what do you got, Nick? It was hard for me because like Dom had two people in his five spot or two teams in his five spot. I just I think that like that number five spot for me, there's just too many teams that that fit that there's too many teams that I think if we did like a top 10 it'd be a little bit easier <laughs> but um I do have a clear-cut top four like I think obviously the Rams are number one I think everybody's kind of gone with that I I think it's just more than just them being you know the previous Super Bowl winners I, I think they have probably the most complete team I said it you know um in, in a podcast previously where I think on the defensive side of the ball they have a a superstar on the D line in the linebacking core and in the secondary, right? So that's not something that you normally see on each team. And then when you go to the other side of the ball, you have, you know, a superstar quarterback. I know he has the tendonitis in his elbow and I hope that he kind of gets that figured out because if he's not healthy, this team is not winning a Super Bowl and they're not going to the playoffs. So I do hope that he gets healthy. I hope that they figure that out. Um, and I hope that they don't push him too much. I'd almost rather them take a down year than than ruin that because um, they definitely have a good five-year window where they can win multiple Super Bowls, especially with this team. Uh, second, I'm going to go with the Bills. I just I think, again, they're, they're probably – Josh Allen puts them over the top. I don't think that they're the most complete team, but I do think that Josh Allen is that good, and I think he's going to take another step up this year. The third team I'm going to put on there is the Chargers. I think like the Rams – they're super complete. They have people at pretty much all three levels of the defense. And I think that they have people at all three levels of the offense there too. So, and I think their offensive line is pretty elite um, for the four team. I have the Bengals and listen, you got Joey B they upgraded that offensive line. So they were literally a block away from winning a super bowl. So I think that by them upgrading the offensive line that puts them on a whole nother caliber and um, I think they upgraded that defense a little bit. So hopefully, you know, they could stay on the field a little bit longer, help their defense out with that new offensive line. For that fifth spot, I think it's kind of like a tie for me, a three-way tie um, between the Broncos, the Raiders, and Tampa Bay. 
I think that like Tampa Bay obviously has their offensive line issues. They've had some injuries and a couple of people left, but the defense is still pretty much top tier and you still have Tom Brady. So they're going to be, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make a Super Bowl push. I think that obviously the Broncos adding Russell Wilson that instantaneously makes them a playoff contender and maybe even a Super Bowl contender because like Dom said, they've had an elite defense. They've had the weapons. They just didn't have the quarterback that can push them over the top and they have a top tier running back. The other team that I think for me like is the Raiders, and I think Derek Carr just needed another guy to help push them over the top. Um, and then when they got Devontae Adams, that gave them a playmaker. So, And I think that defense is good enough to hold Pat with um, most of the offenses in the league. So, And then for me, that leaves the Chiefs on the outside. I think the Chiefs are actually probably not even a top-four team in the AFC this year. I know that Patrick Mahomes is really good, but outside of him, I don't see anybody else who's going to help him make plays this year. And I, unless, I don't know, unless he's just a magic worker, which I know he's really good, but the offensive line is kind of not very good. The defense is not very good. And I don't think he really has the weapons to do it. I mean, his best wide receiver is Juju. And I can tell you firsthand, I don't really think he's a number one wide receiver. So <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with the, the top five power power ranking, I guess. All right. I like it. I'm agreeing on uh, – I got the Rams one, Bills two. I mean, they're both really good teams. I mean, the Rams have tons of weapons. The Bills have one. Josh Allen is Josh Allen. After that, I do have the Bengals, and it hurts for me to say, but they have so many with them, such good building blocks. And then um, for number four, I have the Chargers, which, I mean, that team hell out of me last year. And last year, they really just had rough things that was letting them down. They did a lot of leaps and bounds this year to fix that. So I think they're going to come into this uh, season very competitive. And then number five, I have the Rays long. And they looked good last year when they were healthy. They looked good for the last four years. So I think that this year they could be real from the AFC. But I mean, that number five spot, there was so many could have gone in there. I mean, the Broncos, Green Bay, the Raiders, so many. All right, we're moving on to our next topic, which is I want to get your guys like one random out of the way prediction. You know, it could be about anything, people getting cut, fired, traded, how a team will do. Maybe somebody gets benched unexpectedly. Just want to see what you got. I'll let John take this. Okay. Um... I don't know if this is going to happen, but I wanted to go with this one because I don't think anybody else has it on their bold prediction. I think either this year or the next five years, you will no longer have the Kansas City Chiefs being called the Chiefs. That's it. I could definitely see that happening, especially with what happened to Washington. Uh, What's your prediction, Dom? Okay, bold hot take here. I think the Lions could potentially fight for a wild card spot. I like their coach. I think Jared Goff, though he's not a great quarterback, can still get the job done. I love DeAndre Swift. I think Jamison Williams is going to be a really solid wide receiver for him. I think Jeff Okuda could, you know, take a step up this year and kind of play like how we expected him to play. And I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be the real deal. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if this team took a couple steps forward this year. All right, I will see that. Lions, I really want to seed. What's your prediction? I just want to say I love the the Lions one because the the NFC is like I, I think that it's a lot weaker than the AFC. So them making a wild card push is like is a is a really good possibility, especially in that division where like I don't think anybody outside of Green Bay probably going to win that. So then the other you know the number two spot's pretty much up for grabs. But I I kind of have like I have two, but I, so my first one I think that. 
I was on this like a couple episodes ago about Jacksonville, but I think Jacksonville is going to win nine plus games. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to come out and actually be really productive. Um, I've liked the thing. They've made some good strides in the preseason and they've shown me some things. And I think that like, I think with the division that they're in, I think that they could potentially finish third, maybe even finish up into second. I think it just depends on how things shake out. But yeah, I think that that's kind of like, that's kind of one where I think a lot of people are on that train for me. So it's not like a crazy bold prediction, but I've kind of been on that one for a month now. And then the other one that's kind of big is I don't think anybody in the AFC North, like as for us as fans for the AFC North, I don't think anybody wins more than 11. I think that honestly, there's a potential that nobody wins more than 10 games. I think that division is going to be a lot better than what people think. And I know I've been kind of crapping on the quarterback position for the Browns, but Bursette, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over and they run the ball down people's throats, I do think that they could still win some games. And I think that that defense is still good enough to, to get them wins. So like, as long as he doesn't lose them games, I think that that's a team that could be 500 or a little over 500 by the time Watson comes back. And as long as he's not complete shit when he comes back, then I do think that that's a team that could, that could potentially get up into that 10, 11 win spot um, by the end of the season. So Again, I just I think that the division is going to be a lot harder and I think it's going to come down to the final week, whether or not who wins that. And I just I don't know. I think the Steelers are going to be a lot better than what people thought they were going to be. I think the Browns could be a a lot better than what people think they're going to be through those 11 weeks. The Ravens are going to be healthy and the Bengals probably have one of the best quarterbacks in the league at this point. So um, which is crazy to say. (laughs) So but yeah, I just that's that's kind of my bold prediction. All right, I could definitely see uh, the AFC. I mean, I'm going to go over to the NFC. I'm going to say the Bears last. I mean, just looking at that, the Packers have always been good. The Vikings look like they legitimately. The Lions are, I'm agreeing with Dom. I think the surprisingly good. This, on top of that, with uh, the rest of the I just Bears win that many. I think they're going to get the number one pick in next year's draft. If they if they get the number one pick, do they replace their Ohio State quarterback with the next Ohio State quarterback? <laughs> Or do they take somebody you know, else? To help no, them they'll, out? they'll take the Alabama quarterback. It's kind of rude, but all right. <laughs> I I think I think CJ. Those are the two top options. You got uh, what's the name from Alabama and CJ Stroud. Those are the two consensus. Yeah, Bryce Young. I yeah. think CJ. I think CJ Stroud's probably going to go number. But I mean, don't get me wrong. Big Ohio State fan here. But Ohio State doesn't have a good track record of producing NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> no, but neither oh. does neither does Alabama though. So I don't. Like, I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, Tua, Tua's kind of coming into his own. The Dolphins actually gave him time to develop, which most most teams don't. I think Justin Fields got put in a shitty situation. And, you know, obviously, I don't want to speak ill of Dwayne Haskins because he's not around anymore. But his his main problem was that he just couldn't commit to being a pro. But I think that the talent was there. He just couldn't figure out how to be a pro for some reason but I think Justin Fields if given the opportunity he could be a really good NFL quarterback so the Bears just gotta not mess him up <laughs> all right so we're gonna move on to our next one is I want to hear what is your guys most game week one there's a lot of big matchups a lot of you know games with some backs well let's start with Nick on I am definitely looking forward to watching the week one matchup between the Browns and the Panthers and I said it a couple episodes ago and I'm gonna say it again I think Baker Mayfield's going to beat the Browns with the Panthers because I think the team, I think they, I don't know. I just, I, for some reason, I just, this is how things work in sports. This is how, like, sports are literally, it, it almost sometimes feel like Hollywood directors direct sports games. I don't know 
how some of these things happen, but you know, I just think that he's going to go in there and he, I don't know. I, it's just crazy. And his, his attitude, his bravado, he's healthy and he plays his best football when he's pissed off. Like that's just the best way I could describe it. When he's, when he's upset, he feels like he has a chip on his shoulder and nobody believes in him. He goes out there and plays his best football. And I think going into Cleveland week one, he's, he's going to want, he's going to want blood. So I think that they're, they're going to win that game. And that's, that'll, that'll probably be the most exciting game of the week. Yeah. And I, I think the Browns are probably going to continue that ridiculous seven years running. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I did forget to mention that though. Yeah, they haven't won a week one game in so long. So I, I don't know. Like I said, there's, there's just so many like storybook things that are going, that are just pointing towards this game right now. And I think it's going to be, it's just going to be so fun to watch. All right. What's your uh, game to look out for? Don? Gotta agree with Nick here. I'm staying with the Panthers and the Browns. I think it's going to be a great game. I know Baker's motivated. He's healthy. So he's probably going to play well. I, I don't know. I it's, I, what what isn't there to be excited about? You know, you got Baker going against the Browns. The Browns wanted to show that hey, we did make the right decision in in moving out from Baker, even though Deshaun Watson's not playing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm really just interested interested to see how Baker plays. My concern for Carolina going into that their O line doesn't look super impressive mm-hmm. going up against Miles Garrett, Javion Clowney. Clowney. Yeah, that might cause some issues, but it'll be a good game. I definitely think yeah. so. Well, I, I mean, I think the matchup definitely favors the Browns. I think the Browns overall are are a more talented team. I think really the only weapons that Baker has is. Christian McCaffrey, who's, you know, consistency-wise, you know, when he's on the field, he's great, but he has to stay on the field. The only real wide-receiving threat that he has is DJ Moore. So, I mean, if, if the Browns can slow down McCaffrey and, you know, shut down DJ Moore, then I don't really see who he's throwing to. Hey, they just they just traded for LaVishka Chenault, so there you go. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, yeah, they also have Robbie sure, Anderson, who said he'd retire if they traded for Bakers. Listen, Robbie Anderson's not good enough to be making threats like that, okay? <laughs> Notice how he's still on the team. So, yeah, he, yeah. he was all talk. He sucks anyway. All talk. All right, what's your uh, week one game, John? Panthers and Browns. I wanted to say it first, but everybody stole my answers. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to go take a little different route. I think this is a, more of a test for the Browns than it is with Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. I still stand by my, cl- not my claim, but my answer or opinion that I think the Browns screwed Baker over. I think they shot themselves in the foot with the whole Deshaun Watson debacle. I think they should have kept Baker get him healthy, keep him for another year, and another year would be this year. And if he does well this year, re-sign him or something like that. If he does not do well this year healthy, move on from move on from Baker Mayfield. They did way too soon. I think they should have kept him for another year and said they shoot themselves in the foot. I think they disrespected Baker Mayfield, and then they get a guy that isn't going to play for most of the season, and they give him a ton of money. It wasn't like it was some – you know, half a million dollars. We're talking about two hundred thirty million. It was the only problem I have with that is, like, let's say they kept Baker for the year. Yeah, they're they're still not set on him as a starting quarterback, and they move on from him. Well, then you're you're starting over. You don't have anyone to replace him. You're trying to go sign someone in free agency or try to trade for a quarterback, anyways. So, looking at it from just a purely football perspective, you got yeah, Deshaun Watson. He has a lot of baggage, but looking at just his play on the field. 
it's a clear step up from what Baker what Baker's peak is is what Deshaun Watson's floor is. So if you have an opportunity to go get a top five quarterback at the age of twenty six or twenty seven, you know, I from a purely football point of view, yeah, that move makes sense. Well, you know, I, I agree. I think Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, but I think we, if long as if Baker Mayfield was healthy, I truly believe we could win with Baker Mayfield. Can, I know, Dom, I could agree with you on that, but honestly, let me ask you this though: Is he still a top five quarterback? Because I could probably name five quarterbacks that I would rather have over him at this point, if not maybe more. So, like, in I mean, me- if, if he can come out not this year, but next year. And play like how we how we saw in twenty twenty. We're putting a lot on him to go back to being what he was, and he hasn't. And by the time he comes back and if plays, can, like if he can play, if he can lead the league in in passing yards with David Johnson as his main weapon, I think he'd be doing pretty good with Amari Cooper, David Njoku. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not going to be able to be successful with them. I think if he can come out and be seventy percent of what he was this year. And then hopefully next year get back to 100%. Then sure, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know, man. He's he's been he's been through a lot the past couple years, and that he hasn't played football. He hasn't played meaningful meaningful football, and he won't really play meaningful football until next year. So like, unless well, unless we're but we're banking on the fact that Jacoby Brissett's going to be able to keep them in playoff contention by the time he comes back. So like, yes, I mean, if that's possible, then yes, we'll get to see him play meaningful football this year. But if not, then we're not really going to get to see him yeah. play meaningful football until next no, year. No, I, I get it. Uh, but from the Browns' perspective, okay, they're not set on Baker. They have a roster around the quarterback that can that's a, one of the best rosters in football. They're all yes. So would you rather move on from Baker and – try to draft a rookie to lead the team or try to trade for someone like Matt Ryan or like someone at that level? Or do you, do you take a chance and go get a guy that two years ago led the league in, in passing? Well, I just think they took a chance too soon. You know, I just, I, I, if I mean, if they didn't, there was 16 other teams that were lining up to, to trade for him this year. Yeah. But I, 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 you know, if there wasn't the suspension and there wasn't the fact that he's going to be rusty, most likely when he comes back from the suspension, or that's, you know, late this year or next year, I could see your point more. But the fact that he has all this baggage and we give him all this money and we don't even know if the guy's going to be good or not, I just think that's, in a way, I think that's shooting the Browns in the foot. I just do. I. When we had a quarterback in Baker Mayfield less the playoffs and a playoff win in years, and we just we get rid of them. I just I don't know. I I, I guess I just I politely disagree. That's fine. All right. Now we're gonna move on to our final segment in today's episode, which is a new segment. So I'll just explain it to our listeners a little bit. <clears throat> right now we're calling it the underdog bet name might change, but just a but Basically, we're all going to uh, pick one game for the upcoming week where uh, the team that is projected we think has a chance to get the ups underdog bet. So basically, the bigger the underdog, the more points you can earn. I'll keep track throughout the year, and then we'll see who wins at the end. And I'll get us started just so you know you guys can kind of see. So basically, the game I picked, New England, New England over Miami. Right now, New, New England, 2.5 point underdogs. I think they have a decent chance to get the upset over Miami. We'll go ahead and let Dom pick his. I'm going to go with the Lions over the Eagles. The Eagles are favored to win by four. Like I mentioned earlier, I think the Lions have a team that can that could compete for a wild card spot. 
I like the Eagles. I think they got a good roster. I think they're going to be one of the better teams in that division. But week one, I think the Lions could surprise them. They're going to go bite the Eagles in their kneecap. I can see that happening. All right. What do you got, John? I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals over the Chiefs. They gave a lot of money to Kyler Murray. I think he needs to really step up. I mean, he's, he's gotten better every year, but I think he needs to make a big uh, step up this year. So I'm going to go Arizona over the Chiefs. All right. I could definitely see that one happening. Uh, what's your pick, Nick? Well, uh, Dom and John kind of picked the ones I was going to go. I was going to go with uh, the, the Lions and Eagles. I was like, I'll pick a different one. And I was like, you know what? Arizona looks like a good one. I'm going to stick with Arizona, though. I'm going to I'm gonna go with that, too. I think that, like, listen, there's multiple factors that are going into this. I think that three and a half points is not a lot. I think that the Arizona Cardinals have a better overall defense than the Chiefs do. So I think they're going to be able to hold, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Juju uh, to not scoring very many points. And then, you know, Call of Duty hasn't come out yet. So Kyler Murray is going to be fully focused on what's going on in the field. And he's going to come out and throw the ball around. So I think that at this point, it's going to be a, a pretty good win for the Arizona Cardinals. Hey, yeah. hey what, what week does uh, Call of Duty come out? We need to mark this down. Yeah, I know we do. <laughs> we can it's it's October 25th, I think. Okay, so we, um, we got a couple weeks of Colin Murray being good. Because remember, so, they, you know, we need to we need to look at his stats that week and then like the pre, like the next like two weeks after that. Well, I'll point out this, right? How many weeks were they undefeated? last year and everyone was like MVP, and then we got around October and they just started falling apart so and we don't have to put the stats together the internet already did that and it's already out there so it's like all you gotta do is look it up was there a a video game that came out around like their playoff preparations well it's probably it was probably it was probably a dlc that dropped so (laughs) call of duty's coming out the 25th which is a tuesday i think it's a 25th and then it comes out midnight release, like people will be like waiting at GameStop or whatever on probably on Monday night on the 24th. So so in Arizona, if you're at a GameStop in Arizona, you might see Kyler Murray waiting in line for the midnight release. You know, you know he pre-ordered that and it's already getting automatically downloaded. <laughs> you know what he's doing. He's probably going to leave practice early. Be like, oh, you know, coach, I'm, I'm, I'm sick. You know, I'm, you know, shitting my brains out over here. I got the Hershey squirts, man. I got, I got the, got the Hershey squirts. And uh, yeah, he's going to. I wonder if Kyler Murray is like Wednesday, Thursday. Show up for practice Friday. I wonder if Kyler Murray's like Cartman from uh, South Park when they do that World of Warcraft episode, and, and he's just sitting there with his assistant, and he's like, "Toilet, toilet, pockets." <laughs> Yeah, guys. Give me a favor, write that down. I'm definitely making that topic that week. <laughs> October 25th. Does Kyler yes. Murray suck this week? All right. <laughs> That's I, yeah, it's gotta happen. Not not unofficial betting advice, bet against the Cardinals that week. But you know what though? It's like I feel like so many people have talked about it. If he still goes out there and lays an egg, like there's no way that I just feel like if you're that much invested in video game over playing football, then just do that for your, I mean, you can still make a ton of money, but like, don't waste all of our times. Don't waste the Cardinals time. Like that's like, like, you know, on a deep, I I got, I got one more thing to add. What if Kyle Murray gets the game early? Maybe he has connections or, I mean, he makes a lot of money. You think he gets like a week early before the release date? He might. Well, he is, he is a part of what phase plan. So they probably have some sort of, you know what? This is an, before he was drafted. I I was going around saying that he should just go play baseball. It would be a lot better for him right now if he just stuck with playing baseball because the A's offered him what three hundred and something million dollars. Yes, dude. So and you know money. what? 
Call of Duty comes out in the off season. He wouldn't have to He's, worry about He would it. be playing for the A's. They're not making the playoffs. So he'd have all off season to play mine or uh, not Minecraft, Call of Duty for 24 hours a day if he wanted to. And no one would say anything about it because it's not going to interfere with his play on the field. You know he what should be, play baseball. You know what's like a crazy thing? Like, what if some of these guys that come in fell that all baseball players that like, probably could have had an M- or potentially work their way up into that. Like I, I always wanted to know what happened if they chose because you got you got him, you got James. There's guys that were like pretty solid at base and that got drafted or got off that stuff. That down his eyes again. Well, James Winston probably wouldn't have been that good because remember he had to get LASIK surgery to be a really good quarterback. So imagine yeah, trying but, to do the baseball. You only, you only had to see ninety. So like I mean that's not you that. You don't need away. to see a ninety mile an hour fastball coming at you though. He was a pitcher though. He doesn't need to hit. They have a DH for that. Mm, that's right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And honestly, to be fair, nobody actually sees the ball come at them. They just swing and hope they hit it. I mean, it's like they've already done the science on it. It's like physically impossible for us to hit a baseball. So people are just like guessing where the ball is going to be at, and they swing at it and hit it. That's why like when Aaron Judge is hitting 50 homer, like that's just any, mm. when anybody does it, you're like, that's insane. No, they're professional baseball players. They have like superhuman reaction times because you could still – and professional baseball player they can pick up the spin on the ball and they know if it's a curveball or a fastball no, it's, it's about it's about how it comes out of their hand so they're the, yeah. what they're what they're watching for is they're watching the release they're watching they're watching the way that they're holding it and the way it comes out of their hands so like yes as a hitter you have to have good eyesight to see that far to see those kinds of things but you're you're not you're not really you're not really watching it come at you it's coming at you too fast unless somebody throws like a, a freaking you know 50 mile an hour like meat but you then maybe yes you're going to be able to sit and react to it that kind of way but really you're just kind of seeing how the way it comes out of your hand how they're holding it and the way they throw it and then you're just guessing what the pitch is going to be and you're guessing where it's going to so it's like that's it's it's really because it's literally physically impossible to see the ball and like our brains to recollect because i think they said that we literally have like point like a point fourth of a second to make a decision on whether or not to swing and where to swing the bat so it's like it's it's a crazy science. Nothing like a good baseball rained out a football show. <laughs> <laughs> Why was there so much silence? <laughs> you guys are t- all right, guys. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Two Minute Drill. Uh, we will be taking next week off just so because you know start of the season. After this next week, we're going to be having episodes every so a little downtime. We'll see you after week one. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, D-D-S. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, Two Minute Drill listeners, until next time.